PFF NFL Daily. Today, it's our early, very early look at player predictions for the 2022 NFL season. Don't forget the daily. We're going on a little sabbatical here. We're just going to take a little bit of time off and then come back right around training camp preseason time like we did last year. So if you haven't already, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you get all your notifications when the daily comes back. So, Sam... It's nice and early, so let's get them out there. Player predictions. We've got some team predictions out there as well. Let's start with MVP. Who's your pick for MVP in the NFL next year? Your favorite award? All right. I'm, yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, despite all the offseason drama, the Instagram, the following unfollowing, Kyler Murray is going to hit the ground running exactly like he did last year. And this time, he's going to stay upright, intact, keep that streak going. And we're going to see Kyler Murray for MVP. Wow. Even with even with New Hopkins missing six games. Yeah, that doesn't help. But look, they brought in Marquise Brown. And look, the, the thing, the weird thing about the Arizona Cardinals is every season is finished on a disappointing note, but they've gotten better progressively and by pretty big steps each season. It's just that because they end in such a kind of, you know, collapse over the finish line, it feels disappointing by the end of the year. But all that kind of collapse part happens after the MVP voting's finished. Like he's he's got it sewn up at that point. So even if they limp over the line, get embarrassed in the postseason and dumped out by, you know, the worst team there. Well, that's okay. It doesn't matter. MVP's in the bag. Look, Kyler Kyler's probably a good annual pick as long as he doesn't take a big step back as a passer. He's a good annual pick because of what he can in any season add on the ground, right? In any given year, you could see six to eight hundred yards, ten touchdowns. It really depends on how much Arizona wants to use him. They used him a lot more, I think, in twenty twenty than they did last year. But in any given season, he's got the passing ability. He has gone better as a passer every single year. He's always got that rushing trump card, both as a scrambler or in the design run game that can really help his cause. Yeah, and last year, up until the point he got injured, the first eight weeks of the season, he led the league in uh, big-time throw rate, or big-time throws and big-time throw rates. I had both. Had one of the lowest turnover-worthy play rates in the NFL. Um, like that's Those are MVP type of data points. If you're able to do both those things at the same time and bring some rushing threat to the table and your team is winning and going in the right direction. That like That's an MVP case. You've pushed me to think outside the box a little bit here. So even though I wanted to say Josh Allen was my MVP candidate, this is the year. Uh-huh. Uh, or, or Tom Brady, you know, right off into the sunset, MVP on his way out. Let's go Dak Prescott this season. Even though on the surface, like, hey, I'll admit, sometimes we overreact to everything that we've seen in the offseason. And I don't think you're going to look at Dallas's offseason and say that they got better on paper. Like, losing Amari Cooper doesn't make you better. Losing Randy Gregory doesn't make you better. But they still have a good enough team in place. Dak has continued to progress as a passer. Uh, he really took his big... You talk about Kyler's drop-off. Dak's drop-off was really after that calf injury against New England last year. So let's assume he doesn't get the calf injury, which is... We've all had calf injuries, you know? Sometimes they're, they're tough, you know? They're tough to come back from. His might be more real than the one I had, but Dak Prescott mm. is going to put up the numbers, and it's going to look like it's more his team, too. You, you lose Amari Cooper, incorporated Jalen Tolbert, you know, the rookie third-rounder in there from South Alabama. So I'm going to say Dak and the Cowboys in in a wide-open NFC that isn't as top-heavy as the AFC. I'll say Dak wins MVP. Yeah, otherwise your uh, your predictions could have simply been the the betting odds. Like, here's who the betting favorite is for MVP. Turns out it's Josh Allen. I could have said Trevor Lawrence, though, and really gotten crazy. We've seen a lot yeah. of year two. You know, Joe Burrow made the jump, and 
Carson Wentz has made the jump. Lamar Jackson, we could see a Trevor Lawrence or a Zach Wilson jump into that conversation. I could have said that, but I didn't. Good. All right, what Good. else do uh, where else do we want to go here? How about the uh, the Stevenson Award, PFF Stevenson Award? Why don't you explain what that is? Because you like this more than MVP. Well, the Stevenson is a way of doing MVP without it being dumb. So forget the value part, delete that word from the equation, and simply look at the best player in the NFL. The best performer, regardless of position, regardless of position value, in the league, um, which is what MVP should be. It's just rewarding the player having the best season. So in any given season... winners include a whole bunch of Aaron Donald. We've seen J.J. Watt. Tom Brady's won it. Last year was Trent Williams, the left tackle from the San Francisco. Yeah, and in any given season, therefore, your starting point should be this is Aaron Donald's award to lose um, because he is the best player in the NFL. He's the most likely player in any given season to be the best player in the NFL. So that should be your starting point. But in the spirit of, you know, let's at least move beyond the obvious favorite, I will say Miles Garrett has been building this defensive player of the year, you know, MVP caliber type of performance for years now and has he put it together last year for a full season but wasn't quite enough to get him over the the Aaron Donalds of the world and and put him in that true conversation Um, but he's been knocking on that door for three straight years now we had half a season where he got suspended for booting uh, Mason Rudolph in the head with his own helmet we had the other half a season where he got COVID and wasn't the same guy and then we had a full season last year where he was phenomenal but wasn't quite past the Aaron Donalds I say this is Miles Garrett's year. Uh, for him to do that, he's going to have to improve upon his run defense grade, which has been lurking right around 70 over the last couple of years. But the pass rush grade from 91 to 90 to 92.7, pretty consistent elite pass rusher now. Garrett's going to have to take a big step forward from a run defense standpoint to get that overall grade up to win the Stevenson. Uh, I'm going to go with Quentin Nelson. Uh, let's not forget about Quentin Nelson, right? A guy that uh, maybe had a better you know, three-year stretch than any guard entering the league, at least certainly in the PFF era. Uh, Mahler as a pass blocker, uh, as a run blocker, very good in pass protection. Might look a little bit better in pass protection this year without Carson Wentz back there holding the ball a tick longer. You got Matt Ryan there, so that'll help. Uh, there's a little dependency there in the grade. So I think Quentin Nelson could be that guy. Much like Trent Williams, we saw him with the uh, 97 plus grade last year. That could be Quentin Nelson any given year at guard. So I'll take Quentin Nelson to be our Stevenson Award winner. Again, showing that the winner could be a defensive end or could be a guard. Yeah, and, and has been, in fact, in the past. Not a guard, I don't think, but it has been offensive lineman. All right, let's go. Instead of Rookie of the Year, we did have a whole show on offensive and defensive Rookie of the Year. How about highest-graded rookie for next year? Yeah, because of that, I think um, I think Tyler Linderbaum has a really good chance of being the best-graded rookie in the NFL this season. The guy, the PFF will give rookie of the year to because pff doesn't care essentially uh, whether the guy plays a position that usually wins rookie of the year or not we will give it to offensive linemen or defensive linemen or whatever players that don't necessarily fit the the typical mold um so look tyler tyler linderbaum is the best center prospect we've seen coming to the nfl in years creed humphrey almost won it last year linderbaum's a better prospect than creed humphrey was frank ragnow has become one of the best centers in the nfl Linderbaum's a better prospect than Frank Ragnow was back in the day, and we loved Frank Ragnow when he came out. So I think Linderbaum has a chance to step into that Ravens offense day one and immediately be maybe the best center in the NFL, certainly one of the top two, three centers in the NFL. And if he plays at that level, 
that's you're immediately in the rookie of the year conversation in terms of best graded PFFs rookie of the year. You just piggybacked off of what Creed Humphrey had the highest rookie grade last year at center. So sure. So there you go. We've seen that recently. I mean, my heart wants to say Aiden Hutchinson because we thought he was the best player in the draft. Edge rushers are kind of hit and miss as far as how they start, but usually the higher end prospects do hit the ground running and they're fine. I'm going to go with Sauce Gardner, though, instead of Hutch. So I'll say Sauce Gardner going to that Jets system where I think it's going to play to his strengths. I don't think they're going to overly do it as far as press coverage goes. He, I think Sauce can do both, right? Play press, play, play off. I think he'll have some interception opportunities there. I, I think it's just going to play to his skill set. Plus, I just think he's a really good player. So I think the combination of he's really good and the fit with the Jets, I'm going to go Sauce Gardner as the highest graded rookie. I think I do that every year, thinking that, you know, a, a rookie corner or a cornerback has a chance of winning rookie of the year. If he lands in the right situation, he'll get a bunch of, bunch of interceptions and that'll propel him over the top. And I kind of forget every season that rookie cornerbacks tend to stay. No, I know. Um, I know. And, and they never get good until, you know, year two, three or whatever. And that's where you finally get to see them. Not sauce, like though. Like A.J. Terrell. Not sauce next year. Yeah, like A.J. Terrell, not great as a rookie. Second year, all pro caliber player. Um, I doubt that Sauce is the guy to buck that trend, but okay. All right. You don't. I don't, no. Uh, last one, coach of the year. Who's going to win coach of the year? Uh, well, um, given my other prediction in the, the team level show we did, of the Browns going all the way to the Super Bowl, I suppose that makes Kevin Stefanski uh, coach of the year by by default. So, Stefanski. So, on the team show, I assume we posted that here before this. Um, I, should I say Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys? Maybe. But I'm going to go with, <laughs> if Sauce is going to be the highest graded rookie, Robert Sala, they're my, the Jets are my breakout team. Robert Sala is going to win coach of the year. So, he's going to get Sauce Gardner playing great at cornerback. Robert Sala is going to be year two breakout, but from a head coaching standpoint. Anyway, we appreciate everybody for tuning in to the PFF NFL Daily all day, every day. So we've got the summer. We're taking a little break. Hit that subscribe button. Stick with us. We'll be back soon. And let us know in the comments below all of your player predictions so we can check them out during the summer. PFF NFL Daily.